I would like to send our mind back, far, far back, to Genesis chapter 1 and chapter 3. There we find the story of the creation of man and the fall of man. In chapter 1, we are made to know that God created man in his own image and likeness. And he gave dominion over everything to man. He blessed man and said he should be fruitful and he should multiply. And in chapter 3, here comes the serpents, influenced by Satan, who deceived Eve to take of the forbidden fruits, the fruits of the knowledge of good and evil, which God has commanded them not to eat. But on the day that they eat the rough, they will surely die. Eve ate of the fruits and gave same to the husband Adam, who also ate it. But before they took the fruits, it was the custom of God to come in the cool of the day and he will have intense communion with them. Communion with Adam and Eve. But the, but the instant, instant they, they took, took of the fruits, fruits. their the eyes were opened, opened. and when, and when they, they heard that God was, God was coming, they ran away, away from, from God, God instead of what they used to do, running to God. Indeed, at that instant when they partook of the fruits, there was separation between them and God, and that separation is the death that was that referred to that the day you eat of that fruit, you will surely die. This is what we refer to as the fall of man. Indeed, God cast Adam and Eve out of Eden. From thence, several promises have been made, several prophecies, that a time will come when man and God will be reunited. Indeed, God himself said that he was going to put enmity between the seed of the serpent, which will bite the heel of man, and the seed of the woman and that of the serpent, because he will crush the head of the serpent. This separation, this, this disobedience to God brought sin into the world. And with sin came a whole train of sickness, diseases, death, and all the troubles we are experiencing. Today, we're going to talk about Christmas. Next Friday is Christmas Day. The story of Christmas is not a myth. It is not a fairy tale. It is a historical fact. And for us to appreciate that, we may need to take a trip into history. But before then, brothers and sisters, let's have a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, we give you thanks, for to you belongs all glory, honor, power, and might. I thank you for the gift of our Lord Jesus Christ, who came to die for us. And I thank, I thank you for the you Holy Spirit which you have given to us, your sons and daughters, to us, to me, to your hearers. 
And Lord, I invite you to take charge of the ministration of the word. Prepare our hearts. In the name of Jesus, I pray. We thank you. Amen. Brothers and sisters, since the fall of man, we've been looking forward to somebody who can bring us back to God. And only, and only God, God himself could do, do that. that. So let's visit so the night when Christ was born. Shall, Shall we read, read from, from the gospel according to St. Luke, Luke chapter 2, two verses, verses 1 to 20? According to St. Luke, Luke chapter 2, two verses, verses 1 to 20. 20. I've been reading reading from the the New Living Translation. And, And brethren, the title of this message is Glory to God, Peace to Man. Let's listen to the birth of Christ. At that time, the Roman Emperor Augustus decreed that a census should be taken throughout the Roman Empire. This was the first census taken when Quirinius was governor of Syria. All returned to their own ancestral towns to register from this census. And because Joseph was a descendant of King David, he had to go to Bethlehem in Judea, David's ancient home. He traveled there from the village of Nazareth in Galilee. He took with him Mary to whom he was engaged, who was now expecting a child. And while they were there, the time came for her baby to be born. She gave birth to her firstborn son. She wrapped him in snugly in strips of cloth and laid him in a manger because there was no lodging available for them. Verse 8 the shepherds and angels. That night, there were shepherds staying in the fields nearby, guarding their flocks of sheep. Suddenly, an angel of the Lord appeared among them, and the radiance of the Lord's glory surrounded them. They were terrified. But the angel reassured them, don't be afraid. He said, I bring you good news that will bring great joy to all people. The Savior, yes, the Messiah, the Lord, has been born today in Bethlehem, the city of David. And you will recognize him by this sign. You will find a baby wrapped snugly in strips of cloth lying in a manger. Suddenly, the angel was joined by a vast host of others, the armies of heaven, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven, and peace on earth to those with whom God is pleased. I repeat, Glory to God in the highest heaven, and peace on earth to those with whom God is pleased. When the angels had returned to heaven, the shepherds said to each other, Let's go to Bethlehem. Let's see this thing that has happened, 
which the Lord has told us about. They hurried to the village and found Mary and Joseph, and there was a baby lying in the manger. After seeing him, the shepherds told everyone what had happened and what the angel had said to them about this child. All who heard the shepherd's story were astonished. But Mary kept all these things in her heart and thought about them often. The shepherds went back to their flocks, glorifying and praising God for all that they had heard and seen. It was just as the angel had told them. Brethren, the first Christmas carol was sung by the angelic hosts. And I would like us to focus on Luke chapter 2 and verse 14. Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace goodwill towards men. This is the King James rendition. Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace goodwill towards them. In the NIV, it reads, Glory to God in the highest heaven, and on earth peace to them on whom his favor rests. And the New American Standard Version is rendered as follows Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace among people with whom he is pleased. I need to explain two words. Glory, glory and peace. Glory, glory is from the Latin, Latin word gloria, which means fame or renown. And it is, it is described as the manifestation of God's presence as perceived by human beings according to the Abrahamic religions, that is Judaism, Christianity, and Islam. Indeed, when we mention the glory of God, we mean God's greatness, the grandeur, the majesty, His excellence, everything that God is. That is the glory of God. The Hebrew word peace is shalom, and it means harmony, wholeness, completeness, prosperity, welfare, restoration, tranquility, reconciliation with God, and salvation in its fullest sense. The angel's song, song as song, has two main purposes. First, God is glorified because this child, a savior, has been born. Second, there is peace to be spread everywhere on earth because this child has been born. But this peace is received by those who God favors. Glory, Glory to God, to God in, in the highest, highest on earth, peace, peace and goodwill towards men, in whom he is pleased. Why glory, glory to God? God. Glory, glory to God, God in the highest is befitting, because angels always glorify God. God. And that and is that the first objective of whatever they do, to glorify God. God. But this time, something wonderful has happened. God is most glorified beyond everything they knew and anything the angels could conceive. Why? 
because that part of God, the word of God, that became flesh. Now, now, that is to say, Jesus Christ, who is God, and from eternity has been with the Father in the heavenly realms, sitting on the throne. That high, high, high of us has taken on human form and he has come down low to earth. And on earth, he is not sitting on the throne, he was lying in the manger, a container in which food for cow, cattle, donkeys, animals are put. The great God. Is lying in a lowly manger. And this is what blew their mind. Glory to God in the highest. Because the big God has descended so low. Why? For the salvation of man. Indeed, in Hebrews chapter 1 and verse 3, the Bible says that Jesus is the brightness of God's glory. Jesus is the brightness of God's glory. So if the brightness of God's glory has come to earth, indeed, something great has happened. No one they had to glorify God. But what is established by the birth of Jesus Christ? The angels also say that on earth there is peace and goodwill. Men who God favors or in whom God is pleased. In what way did Jesus bring peace on earth? There are two ways. First, it's immediate when he came. As we speak now, we have the privilege of hearing and reading this story and believing it. And also hearing and believing the story. Christ came to die for us. We have all this in perspective. When Christ was born, the angels said, Peace on earth, goodwill to all men in whom God is pleased. Recall, when Adam and Eve ate the fruits, there was separation between them and God. And now that Christ has been born and he is on earth, immortal form, he became the connection between the heavens and the earth. So on that day, when the angels sang, the angels addressed two worlds or two realms. The heavens where God is and earth. And at that time also we saw in the scene that the angels were there and they mingled with shepherds. High angels mingled with shepherds. Indeed, heaven and earth have been joined together, have become one because a savior has been born. Now, the first thing I would like us to note is that because Jesus has been born, there's this connection between heaven and earth. But Christ had to die. He was crucified for our sins. And we are told in Colossians chapter 1 and verse 20 that 
Jesus has made peace through the blood of his cross. In other words, by he dying on the cross, he has made peace between God and man. As a sinner, I was an enemy of God. I rebelled against him, and every action of mine attacked his holiness. But when I accepted that Christ died for me and that he has borne my sin on the cross, that he has purchased me with his blood, I had eternal peace with God. And so with all who believe. Paul said in Ephesians 2 and 14 that Jesus himself is our peace. Jesus himself is our peace. This will mean that it is when you have Christ that you have peace. It is when you have God that you have peace. Anything else outside of that, there is no peace. It is just like keeping together what the angels put together. Glory to God in the highest, peace on earth. Without giving glory to God, you cannot have peace. And how do you give glory to God? Remember, God gave us free will. Adam and Eve threw it away and decided to listen to Satan. The angels have said that unto us a child is born, and he is a Messiah. Anybody who believes that story and acts accordingly in faith becomes connected to God. Adam, between God and man, was annulled. Jesus has reconciled man to God. But this peace between God and man is conditional. It is for people on whom God has, God has favor. God is sovereign. And he does what he pleases. Of all the people in the world, of all those in Judea, he chose shepherds to announce the story, the good news of the birth of the Messiah. It was his free will. He chose them. So even now, as you hear me talking about Jesus Christ, Talking about the fact that he has been born on earth some 2,000 plus years ago. It is the grace of God that is making you hear this. And anytime you hear something pointing you to God, it is the grace of God that is at work. The favor of God is revealed when God reveals you Christ. There's something else. I would like us to take note of the favor of God is with those who have faith in God. Let's take a look at the shepherds. At verse 15, it says, And it came to pass as the angels were gone away from them into heaven. The shepherds said to one another, Let us go even unto Bethlehem. 
and see this thing which has come to pass, which the Lord had made known unto us. When God, in grace, revealed the news of Christ's birth to these men, they believed what he said and exercised faith by going to see the baby for themselves. We are reminded that these lowly shepherds that the real blessing of Christmas can only be received by faith. Hearing what God has said, accepting it. This is a lesson we should take note of. Indeed, the good news of the gospel is only good to those who will believe it and act upon it in faith. Ephesians 2 8. To Levin says, For by grace have we been saved through faith. And that not of yourselves, it is the gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. The shepherds were chosen by God, and they also acted on faith. Grace and faith. It is not the fact that you come to church. That gives that you the gives grace, you grace of, God. of God. It is it not is your parentage, your position, or whatever you are. are. It, it is, is only by grace, true faith. faith. And indeed, what I want us to notice is that Christ came, and He being peace, have brought peace on earth. And for that matter, there is peace between man and God. God and man. The scripture is conditional. Those who have peace with God are those who have his favor and those who have faith in him. So even as we hear the gospel, let's ask, let's have faith. But there's something additional that I want us to take note of. Once you have peace with God, you can have peace with yourself. As we sit here, the new year is about coming. Hope it has created so much problems. You are worried. You are concerned. You are anxious about so many things. However, when you have Christ, when you have God, you can have peace with yourself. Why and how? The scripture tells us that we should not let anything disturb our peace. Nothing should paralyze us. And so in Philippians chapter 4, verses 2 to 7, we are told, do not be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, make your request known unto God. And the peace of God that passes all understanding will guard your hearts. And mind in Christ Jesus. Here is a scripture that your peace is being attacked by all things that are coming at you financial issues, marriage issues, holy thoughts. All these are coming and hitting hard at you. But if you have God, if you have Christ, there's one thing you have to do pass it on to God, pass it on to Christ. Don't take the bed, pass it on. Speak to Him. 
and his peace will take hold of your heart. Please try to do this during this Christmas. Don't let anxieties flood you. Do not let anxieties flood you. Go to God for restoration. Further, when you have God, you have Christ, and you have his peace, you don't only have peace with yourself, but have a peaceful conscience. You can then have peace with other men. Peace on earth, goodwill to all men. I recall that Paul said in Romans chapter 12 and verse 18 that if possible, so far as it depends on you, live peaceably with all persons. This one you don't have much control of. But he says, as much as it depends on you, live peaceably with all persons. How? No matter what people do to you, just remember what Christ the Savior came to do. He was hung up on the cross because of your sin and my sin. He was bashed, but he was hurt, torn because of your sin my sin. And yet, he forgave us. So when these things happen, remember that he told you, forgive, forgive, forgive. Not once, not twice, not seven times. Seven times seven, as often as you are hurt, forgive. As much as depends on you, live peaceable with all men. And then, in Ephesians 4, 31 to 32, we read, let all bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor and slander be put away from you, along with all malice. Be kind to one another, tender-hearted, forgiving one another as God in Christ forgave you. So, this utilizes I want us to remember that it is said in in the he said, Blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called the children of God. And he said, As many as believed in him, to them he gave power to become the children of God. So if you are a child of God, you must exercise peace. You must practice peace. No matter what comes, just look at Christ in there for you. Forgive, and you will have your peace. There is another peace which Christ brought. What I just thought about is what happened instantly. It's in the past. It is what I would term a prophetic peace. In the book of Micah, we are told that source all implements of war will be destroyed and turned into instruments for agriculture. We have even made you know that a time is coming when the lion will sleep with the lamb. This is when Christ comes the second time to rule. And then the peace profound, the peace that it is, will be fully established for those on whom he has favored and 
for those who believe in him. Brothers and sisters, as we are in the Christmas season, I would enjoin all of us that you, by the grace of God, have heard about the message of Christmas. That a Savior was born. And because of him, there is peace on earth and goodwill towards all men. And I tell you that not everybody has heard of this message. Those of us who have heard the message, let's take on the message of the angels and preach the word of peace, goodwill to all people. Let people know that Christ came to this world to save sinners. Let us remember, as has been said in John chapter 3, 16 onwards, that for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son as a gift. As, as many as people received this gift, who believed on him, he gave them power to become the children of God. Even to them that believe on his name. Those who do not believe on his name are condemned. Why? Because they did not believe in the only begotten Son of the Father. Christ came to bring peace. And this is the season of peace. May we join together to help our brethren hear this message of peace. Glory to God in the highest heavens and on earth peace and goodwill towards all men. Shall we pray? Heavenly Father, I give you thanks that you have shown us favor. You have shown us love by gifting us with our Lord Jesus Christ. We accept him as Lord and Savior. Father, guide our friends, our brethren who have not heard of him, of this message, that they will know of Christ and hear of him, so that there will be peace in their hearts and lives. Jesus' name. Amen. Now, brethren, those of you who have heard, some may have heard of this story, some may not have. But remember that the peace of God comes only when you accept the gift of God, when you accept His favor, when you do that true faith. So, I would suggest to you that if you want to receive God's gifts, this peace profoundly brings, then say this prayer I'm going to say after me. And you will truly be one with God. Your mind will be at peace as we exercise what He says. Pray with me. Heavenly Father, I thank you for this message of love and peace. I acknowledge that I am a sinner and I have not followed your words. I have not practiced to that saying. I have not. In fact, I have shunned everything of you. But now, I know that Christ Jesus came to this world to save sinners, of whom I am one. I surrender myself to you. And I now open my heart for Jesus Christ to come in as my Lord and Savior. But I believe, take me as your child and let me experience your peace 
in the name of Jesus Christ. I have prayed with thanksgiving. Amen. Amen.